The fact that we have to explain basic concepts to others in order to not offend is mental. I feel like a lawyer being on trial. Thanks for the things both for the content. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like I don't know if I do it not to offend. I do it more to educate because I really don't care if I offend people. I can give a flying fuck. We know. Just by me saying, I don't, but just by me saying, fuck, that offends people. Trust me, I get the emails. <laughs> okay. Could you just please stop swearing so much on the show? It's like, no. Okay. Go listen to another show. And anybody that watches mainstream media where they don't swear and is offended by my show, I would question your intellect. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff and Joelle with a wonderful What Would Jeff Do show. Hello. Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube and all the different podcast platforms. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And if you're brand new to the show, welcome to the show. This is a Q&A show. And it's mostly a problem-solving show, which is important. Because when it comes to dog training, um, when folks want to solve a problem, they have to understand the concept of applying a punisher, an inhibitor, instilling an inhibitor in the dog. You use your reward-based training to train obedience or train wanted behaviors. I say this at the beginning of every single show so people understand dog training better. So a lot of people, in fact, I, somebody asked for advice. They were like, where are you located? It's a common you know, thing for people to ask. And I just give them the whole, I have a cut and paste where I said, and they're like, oh, forget it. I won't use an aversive. And I'm like, that's fine. And I said, you don't have to use an aversive if you want to, but just be prepared not to stop any of your unwanted behaviors. So I think I'm going to do a um, wait to fuck up with Jeff about the concept of people not wanting to actually correct their dogs. Like what mm. goes through your mind? Like what goes through your mind that you won't correct your dog? Like really? You don't correct yourself? You don't like want to make your relationship better? You don't want to like correct your diet? You don't want to correct your health? You don't want to have better children? You don't want to be a better driver? You don't want to do better at your job? Mm. Like – like reward and punishment is life. Get used to it. But for some weird reason, dogs can do no harm. Bullshit. So you wouldn't be on my fucking page. So you're going to hear me talk about like the word punishment a lot. And punishment is not abuse. Punishment is the opposite of reward. You can call it any word you want. You can call it some fancy quadrant word. But it's punishment. We also do a seminar series. You go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. I don't know if we're the originator of the seminar series, but I doubt it. But I've been doing it for eight years, 275 seminars. been doing a lot of seminars. A lot of seminars have come and go. And congratulations to all those people that are still doing them. And if you want to do seminars, I can consult. I'll help you. I don't care. Plenty of dogs out there, to business out there for the seminars. Seminars are great. You can help a lot of people in a short amount of time. Podcasts are great. Anybody wants to start a Q&A podcast, I'll help you do that. There's, there's, right now, we are in a critical phase of dog training where there's so many dogs that are totally fucked up. No disrespect for the dog. But owners are struggling. No disrespect for them. 
But misinformation, that can be controlled. Well, it's out of control, but that's just outright blatant lies. And that's the problem. So what you're going to get from me is no sugarcoating. You're going to get from me, might hurt your feelings, but facts don't care about your feelings. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you how to stop it. Now, on this podcast, it's a 15-second podcast. As far as your answer is concerned, you're not going to get a full answer. Most people need a boarding train for their dogs. So I've started a longer format podcast in the morning every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday called Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff. It's on at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I pick a single subject, and everybody gets to vote on that subject. I put a poll up. You guys decide what you want me to talk about. So it's just like... Things have got to change. Things have got to change. We're seeing dogs with more aggression than ever before. We're seeing people's lives destroyed more than ever before. We're seeing dogs that are not, just, just can't function in society. They've been sheltered all their lives. We've seen more fear and anxiety prior to the dogs coming into us. Believe it or not, you can actually rehab fear with fear. Throw that one out there. They're not teaching that in school, but it's the truth. All right, here we go. Okay, James says hello. I love you guys. Oh, hey, James. How are you? Um, Let's see. Rico, for you, positive and negative reinforcement, both are so important. I agree with you. I almost don't even like to call it, use the word reinforcements, just because it sounds almost too technical. Do you know what I mean? But I get it. You're right. I agree 100%. I just call it, rather call it reward and punishment. I'd rather call it yes and no. Well, technically negative reinforcement. Right. If you really want to get technical. It's not. It's, it's not. It, right. It's not punishment. It's not punishment. Right. Positive punishment. Right. Is punishment. Right. Right. But we're not going to get technical. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's why I don't like to get technical on this show. Yeah. Because then everybody argues. Let's see. Was that negative reinforcement or positive punishment? It's like they get technical with it. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody gives a shit. Technically, low-level e-collar training that we do is negative reinforcement. Right. Exactly. You you try to turn off the pressure. The pressure. You're teaching a dog how to actually. But a high level, higher level stimulus correction. Right. That is positive. Punishment. Right. But let's can we stop this conversation, <laughs> please? Because because nobody cares. Honestly, yeah. nobody cares. Yeah, no but, one cares. But as far as like people saying we're old school, it's like, well, if you want to talk about the the using all your quadrants and being scientific and yada yada yada, yeah, you're right. We are old school. We're following the fucking script. We're actually we follow the science. We, okay. we use the term punishment, which yes. is so anti. Yes. But but, but people that are actually on the four quadrants pe- of learning. people that are reward only, they're they're not. They're actually doing it wrong. They're blatantly doing it wrong. And they're lying to you. They're lying out their ass. But we're not going to go down that road. We're just going to go down the yes and no road. Let's go. Best behaved pups. Hi, Jeff and Joelle from not so sunny Florida these days. I know. It's been It's been raining. But guess what, though? But guess what? It's still better than snow. But guess what? We went out and run errands today. We spent, both of us spent the whole day editing. I'm learning how to do editing and videos. Um, uh, And Joelle is doing... Her, her massive amounts of editing, and I'm doing like minor amounts, but I'm learning. It's another video. But I'm learning. But yeah, we're putting our, our leash reactive. Mm-hmm. I think on Monday, our leash reactive seminar will be up for pre sale. Yep. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, we took a break. We had to run to Publix. We had to run to TJ Maxx to pick up some fall candles, Publix to pick up some bananas and some 
stir fry sauce. And, uh, you know, it was raining, but it was 83 degrees out. I'll take it. I'll take it for now. Next. Uh, Angelique. Hi, Jeff. Andy and Basil here. Oh, hey, what's up, guys and gals? Uh, Robert, my question is controversial. What no such thoughts? not on my fucking no. show. What are your thoughts on using an e-collar as a correction? I'm talking about using it on a dog that is used to the e-collar, not a novice dog. You can use that on a novice dog, too. I think are you it, new, Robert? You, you, Robert, you must be new to the show. Because we talk about that shit all the That's time. That's all I talk about. Like, I'm the first one to talk about it publicly. I honestly am. That's not an ego statement. Nobody even admitted they were using e-collars except for hunt dog trainers. Absolutely. You can use it. Uh, you can use an e-collar on a dog that you met 30 seconds ago. You can literally get a dog. I do it at my seminars all the time. Put it on the dog and use it to stop an unwanted behavior. Immediately, a dog that has not been conditioned to it and a dog that you have no relationship to. Those are two of the biggest lies out there about remote collars. You can use a dog on punishment first at a high level, and then you can go to low level um, for obedience if you wanted if you wanted to. People say you can't. We've been doing it for twenty years. Yep. We had a dog that came in the other day. Literally, the other day, the first day there, it attacked us. It didn't make contact because it was wearing a muzzle, but it attacked us. It went right for our throats, right for our throats. Well, a trainer's throat after it went for their arms and other appendages. And then it went and then it went right for the person's throat. I assure you that dog felt an e-collar like never it felt anything before. That was its first interaction with an e-collar with us. Think about that. What else would you do? Dogs going for your throat, not use it. So we're huge fans of e-collars. They call me light em up Gelman, but they also don't know how I train down which is very low level, the leash, my body, and food. But nobody cares about that. But we have videos. But nobody cares. They only care about the mean part that I do. But that's because I stop unwanted behaviors, and I'm really good at it. Next. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I got bumped big time. Uh, Damien, the fact that we have to explain basic concepts to others in order to not offend is mental. I feel like a lawyer being on trial. Thanks for the things both for the content. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't know if I do it not to offend. I do it more to educate because I really don't care if I offend people. I can give a flying fuck. We know. Just by me saying, I don't, but just by me saying fuck. That offends people. Trust me, I get the emails. Okay? Could you please stop swearing so much on the show? It's like, no. Okay? Go listen to another show. And anybody that watches mainstream media where they don't swear and is offended by my show, I would question your intellect. Next. KP, hey Jeff and Joel, so happy to catch a live. Thanks for all that you do. Keep doing what you're doing and fighting the good fight. We are. And actually, we just added three new podcasts. We do five podcasts a week, plus our Patreon Zoom room. That's makes six. So Patreon is $10 a month. You get a Zoom room every week, which is a face-to-face Q&A. You get 20% off of our courses. So for 10 bucks a month, guys, please join Zoom. I'm sorry, please join Patreon so you can get the Zoom rooms. It's $10 a month. Why everybody is not doing it is beyond me. The value is incredible. Next. MSA said hello. Hey. Hey, MSA. How are you? 
Robert said, thank you for your response. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I, res we, I respond to every single question. We try to, if I don't go on a rant, which I look sound like it's a ranty day. Next. It was this morning, too. Was it? I listened to your podcast this morning. I was like, damn. <laughs> Just sitting there eating my breakfast, like, whoa, <laughs> go off, Jeff. <laughs> Next. Um, guys, if I sound like, look at my eyes. Like, my allergies are out of control down here. Like, my eyes are swollen shut. And I just bought you a new allergen machine. So bad. So bad. Anyway. You need one in your room, though. Yeah. I need yeah. to, like, I don't know. I need to, like, move out of this house or something. I don't know what's going on. It's so bad. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, best behavior. Uh, so, yeah. I have a confession. Uh, my personal dog, Max, is still reactive on the leash because I keep taking him out without his e-collar. It doesn't work if you don't use it. Yeah, well, that is, that's, that's, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And then use it hard and heavy so the word no has meaning. Next. MSA said, how are you guys? Good. You already said that. I did? Yep. Oh, okay. Angelique. You already said you wanted to move out of the house, too. Oh, my God. Are you really like, going to be so hard <laughs> about that? Not at all. I'm, not, I'm never going to hear the end of that one. I can turn the air conditioning back up. <laughs> Match intensity with intensity. My mom's dogs are the uh, are 10 pounds. A simple no gets them to obey. But Basil gets a bonker or e-collar, prong collar for jumping high-level correction because yep. her mom has stitches. Yep. Actually, you want to override their intensity. You don't want to match it. You want to override it. You want to go above their intensity. Next. Jill, six-month-old healer, corgi cross. When, Ooh, working, yeah. when working on place, he stays on his cot with a few corrections, but he isn't mentally relaxing. Yeah. He's alert, looking all around. Yep. Does mentally relaxing just take more time and duration? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. So imagine a Jeff Gelman seminar. Imagine 20 dogs all coming in hot, out of control, hot. 15 minutes, every dog is lying down in its kennel, with its head down, 15 minutes. Some of these dogs don't know down. Some of these dogs have never been in a crate and they're not shut down at all. They've learned, that's how quickly they can learn it. So what you're doing is you've got a dog that's physically in place, but not mentally in place. How do you get a dog mentally in place? Remote collar, high, low, continuous, momentary, yes. You gotta figure it out. Figure out the recipe, get your dog to do a double down. But usually, a, you can actually correct the over-arousal. Next. Good edification. Hey, guys. How do you stop a dog from being collar conscious? My dog's behavior changes with the shock collar off. So the, my big question is this. How long have you been using it? What did you train on it? Have you ever corrected your dog on it? Did you proceed the correction with the word no? Have you proofed your dog with it? Mm. It takes, it takes time to, remote, to, to properly remote collar train a dog. We're talking hundreds of reps per command. So we've got a four-step series on how to properly, how we feel properly trains the dog so they're not collar-wise. So they're not collar-wise. Next. Kim says, you humor me. You actually are a breath of fresh air in this crazy world. Thank you. That's nice. It's really nice. MSA, what's up with dogs like American bullies, XL bullies, pit bulls? Do they actually have genetic predisposition that makes them aggressive, or is it based on the individual dogs? What have you found? Um, I found that all dogs can be aggressive, but, I mean, I think a lot of them were bred for a reason. 
you know, they, 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 they shouldn't be human aggressive. I mean, they did use them for dog fighting for a reason, you know, but they're strong. They're powerful. They can do damage. Are there great ones out there? A ton of them. Are there not so great ones out there? Yes, there are. We can say that about almost every breed, but this breed just hurts. Also, a lot of them are mislabeled. They're actually not that breed. A lot of them are boxer crosses, lab crosses. But, you know, I've met my share of good ones. I've met my share of bad ones. I'm a German Shepherd guy. I've met my share of good ones. I've met my share of bad ones. Rottweilers. I've met my share of good ones. I've met my share of bad ones. Dachshunds. I've met primarily my share of bad ones. Next. $10 top chat from Lisa. Does the green to graduate include e-collar training? I have leash reactive dogs who are really friendly, just overly so. Which do you suggest, the leash reactivity or green to graduate? Um, I would start with baseline of green to graduates. Because the green to graduates is going to take you from not knowing any commands to fully off-leash training them with full instructions on how to e properly e-collar train your dog. Also, for Patreon members, you get 20% off. So what you do is sign up for Patreon for $10 a month, then go right over and buy a course. And for the green to graduate, you save 20 bucks. For the leash reactivity, you save, uh, uh, how much is that one, 247? 247. Yeah. So you save 50 bucks. So literally, if you bought them both, you save $70. Next. MSA said, I'm good, thanks. Robert, awesome. I've been doing dogs for 20 years and wolves for 10. Nice. The tools available are very helpful. Yeah. Without them, some dogs can never be rehabilitated. Yeah. Yeah, I watch your show. I really like it. So thank you. So even not even not even rehabbed, like we, like for instance, the Green to Graduate is with a dog named Tucker. Tucker has no obedience. Didn't even know his name. We didn't rehab him. We just off-leash trained him. We used all the tools that were available to us. Yep. But it all took dog training technique. This is what the missing link is. People think that food trains dogs. No, it doesn't. People think e-cowers trains dogs. No, they don't. Dog training trains dogs. If I took food and you said, Jeff, teach rollover but I didn't know how to teach all over. I don't care how much food I have, but you still have to understand the actual training of dogs. You have to understand markers. You've got to understand the timing and the delivery of the rewards. You've got to understand your negative marker and the timing and delivery of your punisher. You've got to know how to troubleshoot. Then these are with balanced dogs. Then when you work with unbalanced dogs, you really have to be creative. You have to be so creative. There's so much involved in training dogs. Next. Kim, using mini educator on 120 pound, eight and a half month old kind of corso. I've done all basic obedience with prong collar and e-collar and I'm doing NCS for the command. He's at correction stage for breaking place. And when he does, I'm correcting an 80 and he could care less. Yeah. Even when dialing up for distractions during recall, he really doesn't care about high levels of sim. Yeah. Is he just unsure of what to do with the correction? How do I know to bump up to the boss? He's been on e-collar for almost two weeks now. 
Well, that's not a long time, just to let you know. So that's not a long time at all. So it's possible that he actually doesn't know the command. You might still need a long line on him. But number one, do you have proper fit? Number, actually, number one, is it actually turned on? And I'm not saying that snarkily. I'm saying it's like we've forgotten to turn collars on before. Snarkily. You know? It's a new word for the day. Snarkily. Okay, snarkily. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely forgot to turn remote yeah. on. But I mean, we're human. It's not like it's happening every session, though. I doubt she's forgetting every so, session. So um, is, well, is the battery not, not working well? But but you have to keep in mind, the, the it's not the size of the dog either. It's... Um, the mini educator goes from low to medium. The boss goes from low to high. So it's a much more powerful collar. Also gets a little bit more distance on it. But check fit. Check fit. Check, check prong size. If you can grab the box and it moves around, it's too loose. It's too loose. Should be on nice and snug. But also it's possible your dog actually might not know what to do. Because you might not have given your dog enough leash guidance. Remember, remote collars are not directional. Next. Wendy said, I'm in Portland, Oregon. How do I find your e-collar lesson and how much? Well, if you go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com, you can buy any of our courses. You can also schedule one-on-ones. Just post the link for you. Okay. And then also we have 50,000 pieces of free content, 5,000 free videos, 10,000 hours of audio content. So you don't have to pay for our information. We have a ton of it for free, like six podcasts a, a week. Next. Karen said, always a good time here and appreciate your insights. Thank you. Thank Lisa. you. We have, a, we have a good time too. Yes, we do. Next. Lisa said, thank you. You're welcome, Lisa. Good edification. Also, any other shot caller brand suggestions besides the educator or doctor that work well? Um, those are the ones that work well. Sport Dog is good for correcting, but the way we train, Sport Dog sometimes runs too hot on level one. Garmin, the new Garmin's, I don't like the way they dial up. I need to, I need a smoother dial. I don't like to push buttons to to get the levels up. Um, Tritronics, there, there is was was bought out by Garmin. I like the Tritronic older model ones um, that they used in the hunt dog world. Um, um, if you can afford a chameleon, chameleons are really really nice. Um, so. But those are, you know, those are the ones that I like. A lot of the off-brand ones, you know, I, I, I can't say they all suck because I haven't used them. But I just know definitely from talking to people and then from people at seminars that, I've, that have had that I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. Yeah. So, so to me, I need a consistent stim because I need to know that the dog is feeling what it's supposed to feel. Next. Um, let's see. Kim says, yes, it's on, and I'm using thick fur prongs. He's breaking place. I'm correcting at 80, and he doesn't care. So your dog just might not care. You might actually want to bonk the dog. No, bonk. Believe it or not, we have dogs that blow through a double boss. A double boss. Okay? A bonker, though, means something to them. Remember, a punisher is only a punisher if it's an intolerable consequence. Some dogs don't give a shit about the remote collar. Next. Dogs go through underground fencing on purpose. That hurts. Next. The real deal. Hey, Jeff, I'm loving the wake-up videos. Thanks for doing them. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling me that because um, I had no idea what was going to happen. And um, I'm actually getting a lot of positive feedback. And um, I do do appreciate it. Um, I do appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, Karen, thoughts 
uh hold on thoughts please on people who go to their vet or the vet refers them to a behaviorist for behavioral issues and they prescribe antidepressant meds prozac trazodone or gabapentin the majority of these behaviorists never work with the dog nor do they give them any guidance or care less about solutions their attitude is that they are to help manage but have no reason to get to the core of the issues well, you don't need to get to the core of the issues, but what's besides that, what are my thoughts on it? It's the biggest fucking scam in the world. It is a waste of money. It is a scam. It is useless. It is unethical. And I don't care if you've got your master's degree in animal behavior. I've got an out of control dog you grab the leash and show me what you can do. Because I have no certif certifications whatsoever. And I haven't for 20 years. And I won't just for principle. Because I can check boxes too. But grab the freaking leash and let me see. Show me what you can do. Show me the results. Show me the before, the during, the after, and the go home with the clients. Then... I don't care what's hanging on your wall. And the drugs, have they ever worked with a dog? I'm sure there's a dog out there that they have, but I'm not seeing it. 20 years, 10,000 dogs traveling around the world doing seminars, I'm not seeing drugs work. Okay? Not seeing it work. But they're about as effective as a COVID vaccination. Don't mean shit. Next. Kim, <laughs> Kim said, okay, bonk, good point. Next. Angelique, e-collar fit. I've seen some dogs have such thick, long fur that they needed its hair shaved yeah. before the collar made contact. Yeah. The contact pieces can be ordered if longer ones are yeah. needed. But that's true, though. Huskies, long-haired Akitas. Um, but even dogs with like, you know, just like tons of fat on their neck. Some of your, some of your boy breeds. Yeah, corsos. But also keep in mind, you can put the e-collar on the back Sometimes of that Sometimes I put neck. like literally the middle, like right yep, on the back. exactly. Or like right behind the ear. Yep. Um, Karen said, we don't work with dogs on drugs. I don't think it's fair. We aren't dealing with the real dog. Oh, no, yeah. Dogs have to be, do dogs have to be sober before they come in. Next. Sober. The real deal. Is it okay to use a bonker if the dog sees you use it? Now, that's the whole idea. Yeah. Now, the first time you catch him by surprise. All you really See, this is the thing about the bonker. I'll do a whole show on the bonker. The bonker is, okay, so I work with really bad dogs, badly behaved dogs. But I also work with some bad dogs, okay? Like there's, there's like there's this, there's this catchphrase that, that a lot of people like to love to use, especially in rescue, you know? It's like there's no bad dogs. Bullshit, there's no bad dogs. Now, there's absolutely a ton of badly behaved dogs. There's a lot of misinformed owners. Agreed. And that's why we're here to help. But I assure you, there are dogs that, not, that should not be walking this planet. And I've met a fair amount of them. And any dog trainer that works with difficult dogs, so have they. And they wouldn't live with these dogs either. They would not let these dogs around their kids. So if this dog is so good, why can't it be around your kids? Why won't you live with it? So, um, I don't know if I answered the question, though. What, what was the question? Is it okay to use a bonker if the dog oh, sees you use it? yes. So, the bonker, the first time you use it, the whole idea is that you catch the dog by surprise. But after that, when you say no, oh, that dog knows you're going to bonk it. And let it look at you. Let it run from you. 
you should have a leash on it, but chase the damn dog down. Because when you say no, you got to follow through. Next. Uh, Karen said, I agree, but how do you get the message out to people? Do a podcast like me. Make, make a video. Have your clients make videos. Have your clients make testimonial videos. This was my dog before training. This is my dog after training. Frankly, I don't give a shit how people train their dogs, but at least be honest about how it was done. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are preach, no, no punishment, no punishment. Guess what? They're punishing their dogs. They go home and use punishment for their dogs. There's no such thing as a performance dog or a highly trained dog that's been trained without punishment. There's no such thing. It's impossible. It's impossible. Now, they'll, they'll talk you to their blue in the face justifying how it wasn't a punisher, but it was a punisher. Well, just because they didn't use a shock collar, just because they didn't use a bonker, that doesn't mean they didn't use punishment. Mm -hmm. But life is full of punishment. It's the way it works. It's called life. Next. Robert, I cannot believe it. It was said. It is true. Getting to the root cause of a dog's behavior is impossible. We are not dogs. Yeah. You don't need to know. Everybody's like, it's like, everybody's like, we need to know to find out why. No, you don't. I'm telling you right now, you don't need to know. And first of all, let me, let's say I gave that information. Let's say I gave that information. Your Your dog is fucked up because it was the third one out of the fucking uterus. Okay. And there was a half a moon, and it was an odd-numbered day. That's why your dog's fucked up. But believe it or not, there are people that say that. Oh, it must have been the last one out of the litter. That's why it raises. That's why it's a female, and it, that's why that's why your female dog raises its leg. Because the last one's out of the litter, the female mother shoots out a bunch of some sort of, you know, uh, uh, chemical, and, it, and, it, and it's a male-dominated male, male uh, chromosome, and that's like, oh, like, oh, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Oh, it must have had a, a, a six-foot-five male that owned it before. Like, all this, just everything, 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 everything we've heard. It must have been hit by somebody with sunglasses and a hat. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. No. It doesn't matter. This is what matters. How do I fix it? Because if you want to give me $1,000 to make up a really fucking fantasy story that that fits your narrative and emotional needs, which is what people are looking for, that's the bottom line, correct? Somebody is looking for a story that fits their emotional narrative. Correct? Correct. And if it fits their emotional narrative, they'll gladly turn over their hard-earned money to justify the dog's unwanted behavior, but not fix it. Or, how do I stop this bad behavior? Isn't that what we really want? Isn't that what we want? We just want to know how to stop the bad behavior. Okay, so I homeschool my son, Angelo. He'll be 10 on, on, on September 25th, by the way. Oh, I homeschool him. He's a lefty. I only say this because I've heard some lefties struggle with writing. His penmanship needs work. He's a highly intelligent human being. 
He's an avid reader. He loves history. He can talk to ear off. How, what do you like? World War One history? He'll talk to you about it. What do you like? World War II history? He'll talk to you about it. What do you like? Science fiction? He'll talk to you about it. What do you like? The Roman Empire? He'll talk to you about it. He educated us on some bees today. He told us information about bees that we didn't know. Yeah. Bees and honey. He told us. He literally fucking put us in our place about bees and honey. Really literally. Because <laughs> we went to a place where we had to pick up some local honey for Joelle for her allergies. All right? which she won't need after she moves out of the house. Okay? And I got a freaking stock full of honey. So if anybody wants to come over for honey, I got honey, honey. But all I'm saying is this. I don't know, nor do I care, that his handwriting is not that good. You know what I need to know? I need to know how to make it better. That's all I need to know. So if I have to hire a handwriting coach, if I've got to go online and do research, I don't care. I'm not going to Google, why is my son's handwriting so bad? I'm going to research how to improve my son's handwriting. Duh. Why is your handwriting so bad? Like, it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. Next. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Karen says best way to introduce a new dog into a house Ooh, with a present dog. That's Karen. A lot of var variables there. And I'm not saying this to get out of answering your question. I don't know you. I don't know your dog. I don't know the, 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 the dog that's coming in. I don't know your skill sets. I don't know if you can recognize loading. I don't know if you can break up a dog fight. I don't know the difference if you, the difference if you know the difference between just improper greeting or actually aggression. But the best, I can tell you this, though, the best way to introduce your dog is this. You've got to be really good at punishers. And you've got to be, you're not trying to make them to be friends. You're trying to get them to exist with each other. So you're going to work on existence. Lots of structure. Stop arousal. And the first sign of any shit, you come down hard and you come down hard. Next. But there's more to it than that. That's a general rule of thumb. Heidi says yes on the... C remark. I yes. can't, I'm going to say the word. I know. We'll get flagged. I know. Oh, trust me. Every one of my shows gets flagged. I, I, Next. Robert said, I've seen drugs work. Some of the dogs I work with, Excellent. no one ever sees until they go through the program. Excellent. Good. That's so good, Robert, that you've seen it. And I'm being really, really serious. I'm being really, really serious. There's been like two dogs we've trained that they have, but that's still after intensive training. Yes. We're not just like, put the dog on drugs. So there have been three dogs in my career that I've actually said, talk to your vet about a little low dose of anxiety meds. Meanwhile, almost all the dogs we meet start out on meds. Yeah. Now, also depends on your skill set, too. Next. Uh, Sawblade K saw an ad to become a certified dog trainer. Yeah. But no talk on what experience they're going to give you to earn that piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no, there's no national, there's no national organization on this stuff. But it's like you can get, you can get your degree online without working a dog. You can actually get your degree online. Big deal. But again, until you've got a leash in your hand and you're working with, unless you're working with actual dogs, learning how to troubleshoot, working with clients. Yeah. It also depends what kind of training you're doing. And also, there's so many things. Is it a high-drive dog, a low-drive dog? Is it a dog that doesn't have its – that's not wired properly? Is it like you're working with a dog that's like Groundhog Day every day? There's so many variables to working with dogs. Now, there are some people that are in the sports, in the um, 
agility realm, which is an incredible skill set, by the way. I don't do that. It's an incredible skill set. They work with drivey dogs. Those dogs are destined to do most likely well. We don't get a lot of those dogs. No. We get, uh, we get nervous, fearful, shut down dogs. Well, guess what we do? We make them unnervous, unfearful, and unshut down. We give them confidence. We give them obedience. We stop unwanted behaviors, and they become great family pets. Historically, do some fail? Some definitely don't meet the bar. Mm. Our bar. Next. Deanna, Joelle, hope you're feeling better. Yeah. I hope she feels it's better just too. Allergies, I think. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I've all, never had allergies in my life until I came here. Well, all I know is this I just got her uh, um, an allergen machine it's and bad. I'm getting all the. Um, air, I sneeze like a hundred times a day. I'm getting all the, um, the, the air conditioning vents cleaned out. So, next. We'll see. Uh, MSA, do you know how to get dogs to sit closer to you in the front command? My dog knows the behavior, which is to sit in front and look at me, but then he rocks back. How would I close the So, I would, if I were you, that's, we don't require that of our dogs. We don't really care that much about that. Okay. So, okay, I. But, can I chime in here? I was going to continue my sentence, but go right ahead. When we, so. We don't teach like a formal front, but when we do recall to front, and if I have a dog that's sitting like just too far away, like we have those skittish dogs who don't want to come like super close to us, I will reward where I want them. So it's like mm -hmm. if you want to get your food, you have to come to me. Yep. So even if they break the sit to come get the food, that's fine. Because eventually they'll just keep coming closer and closer and closer. But don't go to them right. to reward. And then lure them into a sit. You can also use a remote collar stim at low level. The remote collar goes on while you're using leash pressure. Remote collar comes off when you want it. But if you really want to get good at it, start following some sport dog trainers that actually do recall to front. Also, some competition um, obedience trainers that do recall to front. Next. Uh, Debbie, hi, Jeff and Joelle. I have a client with a very fear aggressive one-year-old Chihuahua will not get near enough to anyone to bite. So what punisher would I use for pound dog? So let's get rid of the word fear and let's put a leash on the dog and then you can get that dog to be as close to you as you want. And then I would use a small size bonker next. Also, sorry. Um, also start training that dog up on, even though obedience doesn't stop aggression, start training that dog up on, on basic obedience, on household manners, stopping all the little stuff, especially little barking, especially all the running around, especially the mm. flight response. Yep. Start doing some confidence building with that dog. You'd be surprised what happens next. Raquel from Brazil. Hey, Raquel. Like she hasn't been on here in a while. Hold on, back up. One more thing. Get yourself a welding glove. Guess what? That dog tries to bite. Take your hand, shove it right in its mouth. Okay? Let it bite you. Don't let go. Literally push it into the dog's mouth. It's a four-pound dog. I probably would do that with my raw hand. But, but for most people, get yourself a welding glove. Shove it right like this. Just like this. Ah, right that. Let it bite. Let it bite the shit out of your hand. Leave it there. Keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. You know what it's going to do? Oops, that didn't work. I've seen so many dogs, little dogs, stop biting that way. Next. Uh, Raquel from Brazil, my favorite people in the whole wide world. I love you guys. Oh, thank you, Raquel. I love you too, Raquel. Uh, Angelique, Debbie, try a washcloth for a bonker. Yeah. Um, she says, I believe there's a small dog e-collar. There is. Yeah. Uh, it's called a microeducator. It's not small enough. It's not small enough. Yeah, yeah. But, but it is smaller. Yeah. The real deal, loving Joel's reaction to what you're saying. Yeah. 
Normally, you normally my ribs get bruised on most of my podcast. Not tonight. Yep. Next. Instead, I made you dinner and dessert. So shut up. Okay. Jeez. Ken. God. Four <laughs> year, four years, I get two meals out of the deal. Just put your collar on the top of his neck instead of all the flub on his neck. Duh, that did the trick. Ugh, I feel so dumb. I'm digging too much in the box. Thank you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We know because it's happened to us. So. Okay. You know how many does we do a day? Yeah. We do a lot of does. Next. Karen said, thank you. You're welcome. Angelique, your son is awesome. Awesome role model for a dad. Bees are now legally ruled as fish in California. What? Angel, did you hear that? So it looks like a bee, flies like a bee, and buzzes like a bee. It's a fish. Bees in California why? are considered fish. Why? That's that's bullshit. I need to know why. Can that's, you that's, that's, give that's us bullshit. sources? That, I, 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 why would they do that? It's California. Yep. Next, thing you, next thing you know, they're going to hire an asshole for a governor. Next. <laughs> uh, Kim, I bonked for the third time in two days. Our last walk was perfect. He didn't react as a Doberman fixed on him across the street. Nice. He gave a look. I gave a little verbal and prong correction. He complied. Nice. Proud of you. Next. Um, saw blade. <sighs> for allergies. We put cheesecloth over the vents. Hmm. But since you're cleaning the vents, I don't know if that would still help. Yeah, I'm going to clean out the whole vent system here. I'm going to clean out the, make sure we got fresh filters in here. I've got one, uh, I got one of those HEPA filters out for the main room. I'm going to get a HEPA filter for Joelle's bedroom. I'm going to do everything I can to make her, to make her Florida experience nice. That's but she'll bad. still pick on me. Uh, Next. That's it right now. That's it? You haven't. Well, you were riffing a lot, actually. Hmm. I know. We're getting through all the questions. I think we just were going through them pretty quick, though, too. Yeah. Even though there was a lot of nonsense in between, we got, we got through them. Yeah. We're going through one through another. So we've got some great... Um, our uh, mastermind. Let me put up our mastermind. Oh, that's a good one. For anybody that is either a dog trainer, wants to be a dog trainer, tired of the corporate world, wants to switch over, make a six-figure income, we have something called the, the mastermind. It's almost like a, a intense shadow program. It's a week-long program. It's up in Providence, Rhode Island. We limit it to It'll about your life, 12 people. It'll change your life. Yep. It'll absolutely Because we don't just work on dog training. We work on social media. We, we work on people, personal growth. We've had how many divorces now? Mm, including yours? We nine, had just nine. from the last batch, somebody got... With, oh, really? So it's 19. We we go pretty deep, man. We teach we, we, go, we go deep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you guys want to become better dog trainers, up your social media game, or just change your life in general, yep. come to our mastermind. It's a good time. Um, okay, let's see. Amanda, I just joined Patreon last night. I'm loving all the content. I corrected my dog last night for a high arousal state of mind while in a down stay. Nice. He's already so much better overall. Think about that. Hold that one second. Let's Damn. stop. Let's stop right there. Seriously. Think about that. We were talking about this in the car today. Yep. About like, I don't think people actually know how good their dogs can be. Yeah. So true. No amount of rewards would have gotten you that. Nope. And all you did was you applied a correction. I don't even want to know how high or low it was, but it wasn't a reward. You know what the reward is? Your dog is actually calmer. You're actually more relaxed. And if you keep it up, 
you're going to be able to do so much more with your dog. That's the reward. Next. Um, Lisa said, take out all the carpets. Actually, we don't have any carpets. Zero carpets. Yeah, I'm not a big carpet fan. I would have ripped out. I would have ripped out all the carpets a long, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm allergic to. It could be season. You weren't like this the first two months you were down here. No. It could be season. It could be this summer. I even changed out because this was a rental before. I even got a brand new mattress. But you know what else? Brand new pillow. But you know what else? You were better before you went back to Providence last time. You could have picked something up in Providence in the house because we're barely there. But I didn't come back. I didn't have any issues while I was in Providence. But maybe I may, I may. Who knows? Maybe it was sticking up in your nose. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sick and this isn't allergy. Maybe. I don't know. You ever think about that? Yeah. No, because I don't like feel like that sick. Right. Though. I don't know. Unless my body's just a beast and I'm fighting it off. Yeah, it could be. Okay. Um... Russ and Deanna said, I want to take Kronos in public with his muzzle, but I don't want to scare take people. Him. Fuck that. Who gives Wait, a shit, Deanna? Come on. Deanna, your dog is Stop. biting people. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Then fucking paint, paint, first. paint the, the muzzle candy cane pink. Cotton candy pink. Who cares about scaring people? You know what's going to scare people? Your dog lunging at their face is going to scare Unmuzzled. people. Unmuzzled. Put a muzzle on your face. Walk walk out of your house like a boss. Walk down the street like you own the fucking streets. If anything, okay. you should just have a muzzle on him anyway because everyone's going to come up and be like, oh, look at this horse. It's going to give you more like, confidence. No. Stop worrying about what other people think. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. You know what? We have two miniature schnauzers down the street. They don't got muzzles on. That owner should be embarrassed about their behavior. Next. Kay Dono says, I live in an apartment complex. My nervous, anxious dog cowers and tries to bolt when taken out for a walk on a prong collar when a bus passes. So try and slip the prong collar and yelp when it doesn't work. Well, you can't. If the prong collar is put on properly, you can't yeah, slip out. When it doesn't work. So she tries right. to back up. So like. what you need to do is I think you might need to do a better job of introducing the prong collar to your dog so your dog understands that the flight response on a prong is the wrong method to do for the dog and getting close to you relieves all the pressure. So with the fearful dog, also a remote collar is great. What I would do is I would actually um, go outside stand, and just start staying you know where the buses are. Start out farther from the road. Move yourself in, 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 in. Next. Raquel said, are you guys staying in Florida permanently? Um, pretty much. Next. The Real Deal said, she is good for you. Laughing face. Who's she? Oh, me. You? Good for me. Yeah. So I to keep you in line. I think it's the other way around. Please. Next. Haiti said, hi, guys, love ya. Use salmon oil. How much do you use daily? Um, let's see. Salmon oil. We do the other weird one. Every morning, um, let's see. I do like four squirts. But it's like flax oil or something Yeah, like what? That. how much is in a squirt? I don't know. Speaking of squirts, Angelo, you freaking left the toilet seat up. Angelo. Next. You left the toilet seat up. Someone's going to fall in and their ass is going to hit in the toilet. Someone. That's that's our bathroom. Oh, so I don't use it. Yeah. So no one's going to fall in. 
<laughs> you can <laughs> my phone. <laughs> nice. Katie, hi guys, love ya. I already read that. Sawblade, if dogs are in a bad fight, my sister's worried about crating them after because it might seem like that's the punishment. I told her she needs to separate them anyways. Yeah, you gotta separate them anyway. No, it's for it's for for you to for your sister to freaking calm She's down. You call her for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're not saying bad dog going to crate, and even if it was the punishment, who cares? You need to breathe. You know, breaking up a dog fight is exhausting. So it's like she needs to breathe. She needs to all that adrenaline to come down. So, like, if she's got to throw them in a crate, let her throw them in a crate. Yeah. Who cares if a dog thinks it's a punishment? Okay? It's the safest place for them after a dog fight. Mm -hmm. Next. Deanna said, I feel like he would do better if he gets out more. Of course, Deanna. Deanna, you should be walking your dogs a couple of times a day, but at a minimum once a day. Kim said, install a green UV carbon X on the furnace system. It's a blue UV light. Same as they use in a hospital sterilized equipment. Ooh. Hold on. Take a picture of that comment. All right, let's see if I can remember how to do Somebody this. Somebody else made another suggestion too. They live in Tampa Bay. Um, okay. Go ahead. Riley, the part I love about you guys most is the confidence you have owners. I spent the last few years working to rehab my dog through your content. Always get compliments from others on his progress, but finally let off leash where I knew there'd actually be high level distractions and it went perfectly. The human habits and fears play a huge part in the dog's progress. You guys do a great job addressing that. Oh. So, number one, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I'm glad you get the big picture of what my mission in life is. And for all my fellow dog trainers out there, that's the goal. It's a given. It is a given you train the dog. Now you're halfway there. You're not training the dog for you, for your ego. Of course you're good at what you do. You should be. You're a dog trainer. The magic is actually what she said, giving owners confidence. That's not what they do. So give them confidence. How do you give them confidence? You give them success. How do they get success? Through your coaching. Next. The real deal said, Joel Flonase helped me tolerate my severe allergies. Yes. I lived in Tampa Bay for 22 years. Okay, here's the thing. I was using Flonase and it was working. But you guys know me. I have to dig and dig and dig, and I found that prolonged use of Flonase has led to severe cases of adrenal fatigue in people. Okay, but, but and I'm already suffering from stage two adrenal fatigue. What's long use though? For like months. But we, what but am I need it constantly down yeah, here. Yes or no? So that it scared me, and I'm like, I'm not using this anymore. You could have gone at least a I week. Trust, I don't trust a lot of medications, so next. Deanna said no. I mean, in public. I live in the country. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know what you meant. We know you walk your dog, but you got to get him. You need. He needs exposure. He, he needs exposure. Take him into the city. Not a really busy, busy city, but where there's people and things. But also make sure you got a really good heel. Next. But the real deal. So are you saying that when you lived in the Tampa Bay area, you had like that's what triggered your allergies? Because I swear I've never had allergies in my whole life, even living in New England. But I'm telling you, this didn't start until I was, six weeks no, ago. I remember, though, down here, I was like, wow, I sneeze a lot down here. Like, remember I'd have those sneezing fits overnight? But it was not like this. It wasn't this bad, no. So something, it could be that, it could be the summer. Maybe. It could be something, you know, it's like 
stuff's come out of the palm trees that hasn't come out might, before. Yeah, all the rain. I don't know. It's not like our house is dirt. Like, we get the house clean constantly. I'm a clean freak. I don't know. The dogs are barely even in the house. Well, we got that one installer. We'll look into the one that can hook up to our um, – you know what I'll do is we'll check our filters more often. And we'll, um, we'll, we'll look into that UV light thing next. Rico said, talking about dog fights, what are your tips on how to react and do? And congrats for your no bullshit style. Hello from Madrid, Spain. Hey, hola, como esta? Um, jump right in and twist a collar and choke dogs out. Best way to break up a dog fight is you, you choke dogs out so they can't breathe. Don't kill them. Unless it's someone else's dog that's attacking your dog, then don't give two fucks. Sorry. I want my dog to live. You know, everyone gets so upset about that comment. It's like, yep. sorry, I don't want my dog mauled and end up in the, end up with a $10,000 hospital bill. So if someone's going to get hurt, it ain't going to be me or it ain't going to be my dog. But if it's a dog fight, if some dogs that you're working with, their dogs in the home, dogs, somebody's got to go. They got to pass out. They got to pass out. Next. Lisa said, I agree with you about the drugs, Joelle. Next. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Neil, yesterday a coyote popped out of the long grass. Wow! One of my dogs tanked a consistent 100 on the e collar. Didn't yes. even phase him and drive like that. Thank you. Thankfully, he came back after about five seconds. Thank God. So, what you gonna do? Who said that? Been there, see Neil. So, see Neil. So, my Malinois texts. I tell the story before. This is back the when we had between the two of us. We had five dogs. We only have two now. Unfortunately, they're they're, they're passing too quick. And we would walk in the woods every day. This was only about a year ago, actually. We've had a lot of dogs pass in the last year. About a year ago. Two years. Two years ago. Within the last two years. And uh, we let them run around the woods. They all have got great recall. We let them run around the woods. When they're in the woods during coyote season, um, we put remote collars on them. But meanwhile, our dogs are naked all the time. So... All of a sudden, they're running past. They go, oh, here come all the dogs. And they all come running down, running down, running down. We own five. I counted six. (laughs) (laughs) So It literally looked like one of the stable German shepherds. So the first dog was a coyote. And Tex was right behind it. So we said, here. And I think it was Kira right in tail. Yep. And then they all broke off except for Tex. And Tex kept chasing this dog. I think Bert was even in there too. Yeah, everybody was. Yeah, yeah, it's fun chasing a coyote. So, so he blew through a hundred. He blew through a hundred. He didn't didn't even even feel it. Didn't even make a noise. Didn't even feel it. So the next day, I put a double e collar on him too. And he knows people will be like, "Oh, he needs to know a better recall." He knows good recall. He he doesn't know. He needs he needs needs to know recall off a coyote, and he can do it off a deer. He can do it off of normal prey but he can't do it off a coyote and we can't really prove it there's not too many coyotes you see during the day so the next day i put a double collar on him went to the same woods and um he was maybe 20 feet ahead of me and i said tax here and i immediately hit it on 100 that sounds really mean it sounds really really mean but having my dog mauled by a coyote that was scary. It was a scary 30 minutes. That's not wondering if he was going to make it back. Right. Alive. That's 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 horrific. Yeah. So he immediately came flying back to me. He wouldn't leave my side for a week. I don't blame him because he probably thought leaving my side was hot, which is not the worst concept to have. And then a week later, he started, you know, 
10 feet away, 15 feet away. Within two to three weeks, he was running like he normally does. But man, is his freaking um, recall now that much better. It's called avoiding a consequence theory. It's very, very common in dog training. Next. Um, let's see. Medusa the kind of corso. Hello, guys. Thanks as always. Today, my three-year-old, who knows place, refused to go to place. Huh. I put a leash on him and put him there. I need to retrain or punishment for non-compliance. I do punish if, he, if, if your dog absolutely positively knows place, leash on the dog, say no, correct, and then see what happens. If the dog doesn't automatically go to place, put the dog back in place, but always say no. In, in, in correct high. Now working level. Everyone's like, do I correct at a working level? Working level is working level. Correction is correction. And how high of a correction? If the dog knows place, it should be a pretty considerable correction for non-compliance of a known command. And then you, you um, start all over again. Let him break place, say no, and see what he does. Next. Julie Ann, have you tried a neti pot? I have. Neti pots are awesome. I love neti pots. But I feel, again, like... You have not tried one down here. No, I know, but it's all that's all just for the symptoms. I'm trying to get to the root cause of this shit. Like, what is doing this to me? Honey, how about if it's something you can't control? Well, if I can control it, I'm gonna. Of course. <laughs> well, if you're gonna control, and that's all you really care about is the control part. That's all Joelle really wants to do. It's like, Jeff, I don't really care about, you know, anything but controlling this. <laughs> So, so I want to control you, Jeff. I want to control Angelo. I want to control the house. I want to control the vehicles. I want to control everything. And I want to control the allergies. It's true. Next. I will not sleep until you <laughs> Ellie, I have a service dog <laughs> that goes everywhere I go. He loves everyone and everything. But every, this is a lot of every spent for <laughs> There will be a person where his hackle will get up and he will really bark. That's not good. I trust my dog, but I feel like he's sensing something I'm not. But my question is, should I scold him for that? No, you don't scold. I've never scolded a dog in my life, and I rehab aggression. Don't scold. You say no and you correct. If you don't know how to properly correct a dog, there's remote cowers, there's leash pops, there's bonkers. But scolding, don't scold. If you seriously, if you really want to fight, everyone's like all, all these tools that you the dog loses trust in you, mm. you ruin the relationship. I highly disagree with that. You know how you ruin the relationship of your dog? You yell at your dog. Scold them. You yell at your dog. And do this. That's what my mom does. Be, your dog will be your dog actually will be afraid of you. Yep. Yep. That's how you fuck up a relationship with your dog, is by yelling at it all the time. Next. Robert said, yeah, you're right about choking them in a fight. It happens quickly. The dog releases. Yep, it happens. And you have to. I mean, you have dogs. Okay. I don't want everybody to experience a dog fight. But everybody should see one. And there's plenty of videos out there. I mean, you put it this way. Your cute little chihuahua can take out... If we put your chihuahua in a pen of 25 mice, you'd have 25 dead mice in under five minutes. Your average dog will kill cats, prey, any outdoor varmints, dog fights, a true dog fight, not one where there's like, it was horrific and they were barking and it's like, and oh my God, and I had to pull them apart. And I'm like, okay, how much was the vet bill? Oh, 
They didn't have to go to the vet. That's not a dog fight. No, it's just a lot of noise. That's not a dog fight. I'm talking about a real dog fight. I'm talking like mauling. Dogs are powerful. And not just your bully breeds. Dogs are powerful. They're powerful My sister's animals. dogs freaking murder everything that come in her yard. Mm. She sent the picture the other day. I almost threw up. Like a whole family of dead mice. I'm like, that is disgusting. They like slaughtered Well, them. what do you expect? They're dachshunds. Awful. It's so That's mean. That's what dachshunds they do. They kill rabbits. They kill squirrels. They're dachshunds. That's what dachshunds do. They're fucking dogs, though. But they're dog. Do- Training's got nothing to do with it. They're dachshunds. I do not want them killing everything in my yard like that. Well, then. You can stop it. Yes, you can. Right. But she can't get her dogs to fucking do a downstay. <laughs> I love you, Janelle. <laughs> Janelle, doesn't, Janelle doesn't watch this show. She's probably getting laid right now. Next. Oh, my God. She's your sister. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, 7 o'clock? Probably. The real deal, Joelle, I get it. Adrenal fatigue. You can counterbalance with supplements. I do. I take a ton of supplements that strengthen your immune and support adrenals. You're suffering. Taking Flonase is worth it. Jeez. You still have you it? You all sound like Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because my allergies were environmental. Even the salty air can dry out your sinuses and cause inflammation. Do you have the Flonase here? Did you throw it out? Yeah, I have it Then here. do Flonase tonight, please. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. <laughs> Deanna says, we have a pack of coyotes coming through our property every night, and they are shitting in our yard. My dogs are smelling the ground incessantly when they go out right now. So the problem is... Coyotes always shit on, like, rocks and stuff, too. They, like, poop on, like, elephants. Right, they do. They do shit, mount- they they, do they do shit mountains. So weird. It's got to be a marking thing. So, yes. um, Angela, why do coyotes poop on rocks? I don't know why. Google it. You don't know? I figured you would know that. Um, this is the problem is you're not allowed to shoot a coyote unless it's causing um, danger to you or your dogs. So it's really not good to shoot coyotes because you get more coyotes. Um, but if you don't feel safe or if you're not feeling safe with your dogs outside, nature has to take its course sometimes with human intervention. Next. Um, Sawblade said, can you do an allergy test for Florida stuff? Probably. Probably. But you know what? If you, no, you probably don't even have to do a test. If you go down to your, an allergist down here, they will probably know what's wrong with you. Mm. Oh, a northerner came down here and now is getting allergies. It's probably going to be any of these half a dozen things. Yeah. You can't be the only one. Right. It's just, I've just never had, now I have so much empathy for people who are like, my allergies are all flared up. I'm like, so I've, I've never suffered. I've allergies. never been allergic to anything. Look at my eyes are just watering. I know. I'm crying. But all I'm telling you is you think you've had allergies since you've been down here. I'm telling you in the last six weeks, it's gotten dramatically well, better for the whole summer practically. So, so, it could be, I don't so know. when we were over in Greece for a month, it, something could have happened before so before Greece and after Greece are two different climates. I know here, so oh, it here. could be so it could be something that's going on here right now this time of year. The water has changed. Mm-hmm. It's true, but it's not since you've been down here. That's true. So <sighs> okay, it's seven oh two. Yeah, seven. We have to go. I've got actually, I've got actually a private consult in in a couple of minutes. So I'm I'm working throughout the night. Yeah. All right, guys. Madly in love with you. Love you. Get back to your question. I apologize. Um, Join our Patreon group. It's ten bucks a month. We do a Q and A every 
Tuesday at three o'clock, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I only allow questions on the topic that I'm talking about, but next Wednesday and next Friday, we do a what would Jeff do show. Um, you can always schedule a one-on-one. Like there's so much help there for you. And um, there's so much help there for you. Also, all of our podcasts are in a, um, what do you call that? Uh, not the group. What are you talking on about? On YouTube. A playlist? a playlist. You can just freaking just hit. <laughs> They're in their own group. Hit, hit play and you can go around the world three times and you still haven't heard them all. All right. True. All right. Madly in love with you guys. I care deeply you, about you. I want to make your life better. Ra- ra- ranting and all. Angelo's all effed up right now, too. His voice, he lost his voice. He lost his voice. Maybe we're just sick. He lost his voice. Maybe I'm actually he sick. He has pink eye. Everybody's a train wreck around I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not sick. Uh, I just don't feel sick. That's the thing. Well, that's because you're a healthy human being. I can watch, watch me have, like, COVID right now or something. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, AI. No. You're not not vaccinated, so you can't get it. So, oh my God. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.